It's like a, a a new age thirst trap. Yeah. Like no longer have to pull a shirtless. It, it's a halal thirst trap. <laughs> Literally. You just have to get a cat. <laughs> getting a cat as a single man is That's a halal thirst funny. trap. That's actually. Okay. Are we live? Are we live? Are we live? Sarah, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? What, what accent is if that? You Please got, enlighten if you me. got, <laughs> if you got a feline, <laughs> would you pimp her out for for the, for the gram? <laughs> That's the worst accent. <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, no, I ha- so first of all, I had a cat. Anyone who doesn't know this about me, yeah, but times are different now. Okay, I, we had Instagram I back saw, then. You know what? What made me pose that question? Mm. I saw. An influencer. Well, mm-hmm. she, her cast, I think she's one, but her cast is an influencer too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yo, How much did, did she the cat makes, make? Yeah, she know. makes. I saw that. $15,000 a month. Oh, that's crazy. Just off her, of her cat. If I had like a super unique. Did her cat consent? It's an animal. Yeah, you still need voice consent. Okay. But like if, if uh, my cat was like super unique and cute, then yeah. yeah. Or if like she did, or he or she did cute tricks. You don't. They don't have to be. That's the thing. They don't even have to be unique. But but okay okay. I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount the amount of work that goes into it. Because sure, everyone has a pet, but it does take a certain amount of like skill and dedication to be able to, like, make content with that pet. Because like you you it's, it it does it is almost like a full time job. Duh, and pets are not like humans. You can't make them cooperate. You kind of just have to. Exactly, but, but like, haven't you seen like it's a it's a trend now? Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard of Montclair? Montclair, <laughs> what's Montclair? <laughs> the, the little black cat. No, what? <laughs> so this guy, <laughs> he got a cat. Yeah, and he named his cat Montclair. I know about Fifi and and Fifi. Yeah, <laughs> Fifi's also where this guy thought Fifi was a Yo, girl. <laughs> there's literally a meta on the internet right now mm-hmm. of like. Muslim men with beards getting cats, like some single Muslim men getting beard with with getting cats. This guy also and it's like was a specific single, look. When I say the beard, like it's a very specific look. There's literally there was a guy on TikTok, uh-huh. the guy, the first guy we saw called that has a uh, Fifi. Yeah, there's another guy who got a white cat. I forget oh. his name. I forget the cat's name. I think it was like, I don't know. I forget what the cat's name. But the guy literally sounds exactly the same as the first guy who had Fifi. Like, exactly the same. And people are in the comments like, oh, y'all should, y'all cats should date or, like, meet up or whatever. Not you guys shipping cats. Like, that's <laughs> getting weird. But, yeah, no, Montclair was the first one that yeah. I saw. And it was this guy who was like, yeah, so I just got a cat today. Like, this mm-hmm. little cute black kitten. Yeah. And um, she was, like, attacking him. So it was, it was funny. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And then... It, it became like the evolution like we just watched this cat grow up and like but like it was really cute do you think that they bought they even got that cat like with the intention of essentially like pimping it out no i think i, I think, think they did no you know what i think it is i think gen z treats tiktok the same way that millennials treated instagram stories or snapchat stories sorry mm-hmm. do you remember how snapchat stories at one point were like huge back yeah. in the day i feel like gen z treats tiktok like that like, but I think they know that there's like a a financial incentive now. Like yeah, I feel like I feel like people know that like anything can blow up. And when I say the meta, do you know what a meta is? I've, I think I've mentioned that before. An environment? No, a meta is oh. like it's like the the new trend. It's a bit. It's another way of saying the new trend on the internet. Like reading the Quran on TikTok mm. was like a Muslim meta. But it was non-Muslims doing it. That was like that's what I mean. It's like a Muslim meta that, like, in, within the Muslim community, non-Muslims were 
reading the Quran mm-hmm. and of course a majority of their followers and a majority of their listeners were Muslim people for the most part. Yeah. So uh and this is another one where guys are single men are getting cats and like, you know, they're they're playing with a the cat, they're being all cute and they're showing it's almost like I feel like this is going to be controversial, but I feel like the way they treat that that cat. I know exactly what you're going to say. A lot of the women feel like, oh, my God, if he was my <laughs> man, he would treat me like this, too. It's almost like a like it's almost like they see themselves in the cat's place. Maybe. Like when you see a guy. I don't think that personally, because yeah. first of all, I just have to say it's it the fact that it's even a trend now to have a cat. Mm-hmm. When I had a cat, I had a cat back in 2000. And yeah. Like 2011 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago. Um, I had certain guys tell me, "Oh, you're mm. never gonna get married because you have a cat." Mm. <laughs> and I was it's like, different when a woman has it. Apparently, <laughs> it's, I literally don't even know how, but mm. yeah. So it's just funny to me. It's just yeah. funny because how. it does say th- like I can see it from the female perspective why a man having a cat, it, especially when they see it in that light, may be like something that would get them to you know um thirst for these type of men it's because, because okay go ahead you tell me why i'll tell you i was gonna tell you, but you tell me why you tell me why it's because the guys are showing themselves being affectionate towards something but also it means a lot of other things like they're responsible they're willing to take care of something that's younger and they and they can treat them well that kind of stuff no I wouldn't see it as that, like, because I see sometimes I read the comments mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, I wish I was the cat," when the guy's like kissing the cat or whatever. Yeah, I literally said that. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, okay, okay." I'm talking yeah. about the affection part. Yeah, like I feel like guys, it's it's that's like a big a, part of it for sure. It's like a, a a new age thirst trap. Yeah, like no longer have to pose it, shirtless. It's a halal thirst trap. <laughs> literally, just have to get a cat. <laughs> getting a cat as a single man is that's a halal thirst funny. trap. That's actually pretty funny. I'm thinking about it. Like, yo, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, but power to you. I hope you find a wife if that's your goal with this. Yo, low key, like have these people out here be, be like hiding a wife as they're doing a lot of these things like who huh i don't i can't okay i can't say like a specific example i'm pretty sure that there were a couple there are a lot of examples on the internet of Mm -hmm. men maybe not even only in the muslim community like in general in influencer world Mm. there are a lot of men who have either a girlfriend or a wife like that they're they don't really mention like it's not exactly that they're hiding it it's that they it's almost like um, it's a boundary, but no, no. Like it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing something where you know you're kind of like enticing someone of the opposite sex, then don't you feel like it's kind of disingenuous because you're you're trying to sell? I I don't know. You know, actually, even that I don't exactly fully believe in, but I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I think I think just some so I can get your response. Some no, say what you really think. No, because like then again, it's all like you're all adults here. Like everyone has to um like he he's not responsible for what other people take from this and like how other people may uh form some type of, par- some type of like parasocial relationship with him and he may even know that he's he's a, he might be aware of that he's doing that but at the end of the day if it's two adults then he's not really responsible for how that occurs but you know what we're also taught at least in islam that like you know our actions can affect other people. So like we're supposed to stay away from doing certain things because how it can affect the people around you. So 
Um, you can make a case for both depending on if you're a good person or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, some people are just bad people. <laughs> no, but I think I think like if you're thinking about like mm-hmm. a Muslim content creator, yeah. I think when you're thinking of things like evil eye mm-hmm. and and just like creating boundaries, some mm-hmm. people treat their content creation as a as a full-time job yeah right and so they just separate their home life oops their home life from their content creation Mm -hmm. right like i saw this um i think it was a snippet from like chunks's podcast is that how you say it chunks's chunks oh chunks's yeah chunks's yeah go ahead (laughs) sounds so weird just yeah (laughs) you know when you have that realization (laughs) yeah because technically it's a name so it wouldn't be chunks is a plural but you know whatever yeah whatever. anyways okay he was talking about how he keeps his family private from the mm-hmm. internet like nobody knows who his family is yeah. and that if he was to get married he wouldn't like he would the obviously tell that. her like what his job is mm-hmm. but he wouldn't put her online or on social media mm-hmm. because he wants to just keep those things separate and i think a lot like not a lot but some muslim content creators if they're not doing the couple's mm-hmm. the couple's content would rather have to keep their home life private yeah there's actually a big example of that recently I forget the podcast name, but there's three hijabi girls who oh, have yeah. a podcast. The Diary Room. The Diary Room, yeah. exactly. And it recently came out, or one of the girls recently came out saying like, yeah, I've been married for like eight months. Yeah, there was a video from one of those fan accounts mm-hmm. where they were basically, uh, they tr- they tried to say like her and Sharky, who's one of like, Chunks yeah. is, like he's another content creator, I guess, yeah. that they were like getting married or something. So mm-hmm. she's like, no, 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 I'm married to somebody else. Yeah. And people were like, what? And so she came on to her own podcast and was like, no, I've been married for like a year and a yeah. half. I just didn't like, But the thing is anything. that, uh, but the thing, it was eight months, she said from Sorry, there. Eight months but ago. she said that I would have never said that I was married. For, not never. She said maybe for like one or two years. Mm. But she just had to because of that situation. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking about it even for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I know, you know, our community has been trying to get us married for the last like two years (laughs) and and sometimes i think about it and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. my god like if we actually do get married like are we supposed to put our whole lives on the podcast Mm because i feel like for us Mm -hmm. we can control how much of ourselves we can put into this podcast and if sometimes we want to give a little bit more we do Mm -hmm. um but but then if we want to keep it fully objective and like not include our personal lives we can also do that yeah but then, you know, we've introduced the topic of like dating and and mm-hmm. marriage and all that kind of stuff. So it's like we love you guys and we want to, you know, I feel like you guys are part of us now. Mm-hmm. But do we still have that boundary where like are you guys expecting us to now show well, like that kind of stuff? But I don't think they I don't think you, you would exactly give details about your relationship. You would probably no. just talk about the things that you've learned through creating that relationship and eventually getting married and all those things like i feel like that's where it would be but i don't know what personal details you would give like oh i had an argument the other day with my wife and this is how i dealt with it like that's not i don't think that would really not even that Mm -hmm. i think like are we then gonna start to get question or like requests to like bring on amir's wife bring Mm -hmm. on sada's husband like we want we want to meet them too yeah you know they we might get requests like that and it really just comes down to whether you and your partner are, are comfortable with that right yeah uh it kind of helps that like this is really the only content we're putting out there i feel like this would be a bigger question for someone who's doing like a daily vlog yeah like aisha or, or someone who's um their content is their life like an like someone who has an instagram page mm-hmm. right where they're 
taking stories all day of where they're going, what they're doing, who's regularly posting on those platforms, that's where it becomes more of an issue. But if you're just on a podcast yeah. where everything you're in a very controlled environment, mm-hmm. then I feel like it that decision is a lot easier. Sure, there are a lot of people who still choose to hide it, but like you can kind of uh you can always just edit out the conversation if you feel like it's too much or there's a lot of there's a lot of control you have in this environment. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, stressing about it or anything. It's just, like, a thought. I'm like, are we going to have to, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> share our hey, lives? Hey, we'll cross that bridge. bridge when, when we get there. When we get there. Yeah. Exactly. And I know we don't daily vlog, but mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll eventually get back to casual vlogs here and there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about the travel vlogs, and I think we mm-hmm. just kind of made the decision that it just wasn't appropriate to put it out, like, yeah. given given the state of... Um, you know what's happening in Gaza and and the rest of the mm-hmm. Muslim world and the rest of the world in general. So yeah, sorry guys if we disappointed and if <laughs> you were waiting this entire time. I don't think maybe one day we'll upload it as the lost files, mm-hmm. or we know? can make like I feel like I was thinking we could just make clips from that content. We could. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna work on that. We'll see. I'm gonna start putting some stuff together and see if that. I actually works. pulled it up. Like I uploaded all the footage. Yeah. And then I was like, I I was watching it last night after mm-hmm. or before our live, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn. You never talked to the camera once. <laughs> I, I did, but I was yeah. so awkward because you weren't there mm-hmm. and Nabat didn't want to be on camera. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, guys, like I felt like such an imposter. And mm-hmm. I think even from that trip and that was what September. Yeah. To now, I think now I would like I actually have a vision of our, of what our vlog style would look like and mm-hmm. how and what it could be. Yeah. That like I would have done it so differently now. Yeah. Like and I feel like we should bring it if we do and eventually do start vlogging again like we put our own twist on it yeah like maybe make it like a podcast vlog style i don't know just throw i throw i'm just throwing ideas out there but you know what i mean like we'll talk after yeah this. exactly we'll talk after <laughs> this we had a tiktok live actually yesterday mm-hmm. so usually just uh, for people who are watching or listening to this mm-hmm. you can kind of catch us doing a tiktok live for the most part on like friday nights yeah and sundays sundays usually. sundays around like two three o'clock in the eve even in, in the afternoon eastern yeah and if we if we film on a saturday mm-hmm. like sometimes we film on saturdays it just it just depends on the vibe <laughs> of the week mm-hmm. but we we like to do a tiktok live after we film mm-hmm. and then we like to do one like sometime during the week it's usually fridays because even though we'll tell it, er, ourselves like yeah, yeah it'll be like a quick mm-hmm. hour hour long um thing i think i saw yesterday was like two hours and 56 minutes or something yeah crazy. because we had actually uh the digital the, oh. the digital sisterhood uh, yeah we had the digital sisterhood pull up just you know we uh, we weren't expecting her to actually come on i didn't even so usually i can see who mm-hmm. joins right i didn't see her name i, I actually didn't even someone see else said joined. it yeah someone was like oh my god not the digital sisterhood and i was like what where i don't mm-hmm. see her and then she commented and yeah and like, then we pulled her in and um we just basically went off for like an hour <laughs> yeah. on like Muslim influencers or Muslim like people idolizing people Sheikhs. within the community and sheikhs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went everywhere. Uh, but that was a really interesting conversation. So if you want to catch more conversations like that, you can just check out, you know, follow us on TikTok and you'll find it there. You'll exactly. get the notification, hopefully. Exactly. But yeah, one of the topics we kind of started with initially was a video Sarah sent me on TikTok mm-hmm. of Ali Dawa. He has a podcast where he uh has a but he basically the normal setup is that he has a bunch of men sitting on one side he has women sitting on the other side and he asks like a question usually related to marriage 
And in this case, he said, do you think the man should help out with like the house chores? And he had a guy on there who's, who's known for sparking controversy mm-hmm. named Mahdi. I forget his last name. He, of course, gave like the answer of like, yeah, if I'm working my nine to five, I don't expect to lift a finger. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. We have to, we have to give his full answer. A husband should get involved in household chores. And we're talking about washing the dishes, hoovering. Uh, putting up the uh, the clothes, you know, the dry. Uh, just, just to understand, yeah? If I'm the sole breadwinner, yes. okay, mm. and my wife's at home, mm. brother, I ain't lifting a finger. I don't even want to know where the salt is. I'm not, I'm not lifting one finger. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Allah has given me, blessed me with wives that don't require me to lift a finger. But if I am pitching in and she is pitching in as well, it's unreasonable for me to also expect her to do now another part-time shift at home whilst I'm chilling. So if your wife is working and uh, so are you, and she says to you, Mahdi, can you wash her the dishes? Hey, I'm working 40 hours, you're working 40 hours, but my 40 hours is paying for everything in the house and your 40 hours is going on your Mac foundation. Then no, bro, I'm not lifting one finger. Mm. Do you understand? Furthermore, if my 40 hours that I work per week covers everything in the household, okay, mm. and you want to work, not only will I not be involved in the household chores, mm. I will expect you to contribute towards the household bills. See, and it's the way he answers the questions too. Yeah, it's very, very condescending mm-hmm. and uh, what's the word? Um, misogynistic. Mm-hmm. And then, that's not even the worst of what he said, okay? Okay, keep going. That's not even the worst. So then uh, the conversation continues. There's another clip that I saw. I didn't send, I think I sent this one no, to you. No, I didn't get that one. No? Mm-mm. Okay. I watched, I think I was too mad to send it. <laughs> okay. So he talks about, I don't know if it was his first wife, second wife, God knows. Okay. Mm-hmm. His wife was pregnant. And so he's like, yeah, my wife went into labor. So I got her an Uber and sent her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he said that he went back to sleep. He went into his room, went back to sleep and put on sleep sounds so that n- he couldn't be disturbed. And he was this like, guy- you got this. And then his whole reasoning behind it was that oh men don't traditionally go into the labor ward it's usually he's like men can't help women the way that other women can help and like it's like well you couldn't stay awake just in case something happened like (laughs) he was like you got this boo good luck and then the wife came home with the child like what yeah there's uh definitely an issue i feel like this is a lot more prevalent in the like uk for some reason or in europe but i think that's just because a lot of the popular muslim quote-unquote muslim channels i don't know if they if they advertise themselves you know what that is the thing actually i want to speak about after we'll put a note in that um but it's a pin a pin sorry i'll put a pin in that the thing is is that when they ask questions like this like the answers are pretty obvious because we do have the best example of the prophet and what he did and he was known for Helping his helping his wife. He was literally like sewing clothes back together, mm-hmm. helping cook, helping helping um, with the cattle and with the goats that they would have. He would milk them. He would bring it, the food into the house. He would do all those while also leading the ummah, while also le- literally doing one of the hardest jobs. The <laughs> thing that like literally like played so much so much of a toll on his mental health constantly, and he still had time to help out with family chores. So what is it like? First off, what's your excuse, and also where are you getting this opinion from? And a lot of times, it's their opinion, yet they tout themselves out here as like 
speakers for Islam or like for Muslims and 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 almost like their sheikhs they don't maybe they might not say their sheikhs but they present themselves like they are i mean i always say mm-hmm. the religion of islam is perfect muslims yeah. are not exactly right so at the end of the day if someone who is either not practicing or is just not a muslim mm-hmm. is watching this content online and they're like wow these muslims are out of control oh mm-hmm. my god like come on you know what i mean yeah not every muslim is like that the religion doesn't always like the religion is one way and mm-hmm. and people will interpret it and and you see it with christianity and how how much the bible has changed because of people's interpretations of things mm-hmm. and you know just because the religion is perfect doesn't mean that all muslims are going to be perfect yes mm-hmm. of course like people strive to be the best type of the best muslim that they can be but then you always have a little bad apple in the bunch it's just how it is yeah but uh, that's why like i think ali dawa got a lot of uh backlash got, for having just having him on in general but because think, of his past i think ali knew that he was controversial exactly i think and, and people are mad like why are you even giving him a voice mm-hmm. that's what they're that's why they're upset right yeah i i he actually made an like not an apology video but like an explanation of like mm-hmm. why he brought him on i i watched it but i was mm-hmm. kind of just like he was saying a whole lot of nothing you know mm-hmm. you know when people just talk to talk like he was trying to yeah. justify like oh i knew what he was like and I don't regret bringing him on. You guys are just mad. Like, yeah. that's what he was saying. But he didn't actually explain, like, the reasoning. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to uncover that there are people like this and we should be warned? Yeah. Right, what are you try- Like, what's your motive for bringing someone like that on your podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, like, a lot of, well, the channels like that, where they ask questions, like, about marriage and relationship, they usually present, like, the worst of us instead of, like, the best of us, at least mm-hmm. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the ones that, tout themselves as a muslim focused channel Mm -hmm. like sure it can be an aspect of you but don't come out here acting like you are giving some type of his name is ali dawa but like Mm -hmm. on the channels like giving some type of like actual islamic examples of like how we should be acting yeah because if you have people like that on your podcast who are spewing stuff like that yeah and not giving the proper islamic answer or giving the best examples it's not only going to be muslims who are watching this is going to be non-muslims but it's also going to be younger muslims who are less experienced or don't haven't learned the knowledge so they're getting this first hand from you like they're hearing about this first from you and they're going to continue moving on like thinking that this is how islam how it's supposed to be practiced like this is how you should be like uh, this is how you should be exactly yeah like and and we touched on this yesterday where we were talking about how there needs to be more positive male influences in the muslim uh, influencer space mm-hmm. and there are some but i feel like they get so heavily criticized like um there's uh what's his name yusuf truth or something like that he recently mm-hmm. got married and then like got like verbally assaulted in his comments mm-hmm. because he decided to post his nikah mm-hmm. like thing on tiktok yeah people were like how dare you host your wife oh my god and like she's a content creator too so like mm-hmm. did you think she was just gonna hide like yeah. i don't understand you know so like I'm going back and forth because the way that I'm thinking about it is kind of just like, you know, you have people like Mahdi or Andrew Tate or whoever, mm-hmm. like, you know, people that are very highly controversial mm-hmm. um, and they they share their opinions and it gets people riled up. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about, oh, there needs to be more positive influences. Mm-hmm. And then there are on the other side of the spectrum, there are influencers who uh, like Muslim couples who post couple content because mm-hmm. Uh, like an example of this is um, a couple, their names are Grant and Jamila. Mm-hmm. And so they 
like her reasoning for posting their couple content is she wanted people to see what like a a healthy islamic relationship looks like like mm-hmm. how to grow um within your i guess religiosity while you're married and they're yeah. pretty i think they're newlyweds too to be honest mm-hmm. But people are still just like, ugh, like, do you have to post all of your content? And it's like, okay, like, I, I understand both sides, right? Like, some people are like, oh, be, feel f- be fearful of evil eye and don't put too much of your life mm-hmm. out there. But then on the other side of the spectrum, if we're removing any sort of positive influence online, then all we get are the toxic ones, like these types of people. Mm-hmm. And then, then the other part of my brain is like, well, then why are we even <laughs> looking at TikTok for influencers? Like, mm-hmm. you know, look somewhere else. Is that even an appropriate place? But mm-hmm. then you're thinking like, this is the time. These are, these are all the thoughts. You're, yeah. You're, you're like in a rock in a hard place, essentially, because if like, if you're trying to be a good Muslim and practice the deen as best as you can, a lot of times that might lead you to not being online as much. That's true. But then it leaves the internet uh, kind of, for the people who are not really the best representations of, of Islam to like kind of just take over the game. Mm. So you kind of need that balance, mm-hmm. which will require people like this Jamila, Grant and Jamila to come out here and start. Maybe that's not why they start posting it, but like at least they're adding some type of balance to the Muslim discourse online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I feel like you can try, you can critique both sides, but you kind of need the good examples to balance out the bad ones in a way. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think we have to remember like you, you literally can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's just how it is. I'm pretty sure in our last episode, there was a comment um, because we were talking about Harari idioms mm-hmm. and someone was putting uh, Somali proverbs in the comment. I think some, one of them has something to do with this where you can't, you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, there's that one story. I literally saw this TikTok today. You mm-hmm. know that one story that's told where it's like a father and a son and they're supposed to be migrating somewhere with their cat, with the donkey. Mm-hmm. And the son, the father put his son on the donkey. And then people were like, oh, look at oh, that. Oh, yeah, Isn't yeah. That story? The, the perspective story. Yeah. Yeah. And so like no matter what you do, good or bad, like you, you can never please mm-hmm. every single person. Mm-hmm. And so... As long as, especially if you're doing something that's good in Islam, as long as you have your sincere intentions, Mm -hmm. the only one that you should be uh, looking to please or, I guess, get acceptance from is Allah. Like, at the end of the day, that's it. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. And that's my opinion on, you know, this whole, what, a Mahdi guy. But what? I just feel like I still kind of stand by what I said last night. Mm -hmm. I really... I know he has, you know, allegedly he has charges that are pressed against him. Mm-hmm. He's been divorced from that wife. But like, how can someone actually be like that? Like, I really think he's do he's saying some of these things. Oh, yeah. Sure. That was another aspect of it where you were saying like, oh, I feel like he's doing this all just to rile up the, the listeners and the watchers. But I was telling you, like, if someone tells you or someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I do maybe mm-hmm. that's how he feels deep down but you know sometimes like if that's how he feels deep down should that not be it that like what more is there i just like because i just feel like he might be a coward maybe you're trying to point out that he might be a coward and he's talking all this boasting and everything mm. but really in the house he's like very meek <laughs> i want to believe that he's very meek mm-hmm. and and he lets someone else boss him around mm-hmm. but clearly from the charges against him that doesn't seem to be the reality I don't know. I Especially just, with the, you know, the nature of those charges. 
I know I just I maybe it's because I just I've never known someone to be that horrible. So my um, have you not seen what's going on and not real? Like people are capable of very horrible things. That's different. How? But you're talking about someone's humanity in general. Like you don't believe someone can really be that inhumane or not in. All I don't right. know if you would say it's inhumane, but if like you, yeah, yeah. So inconsiderate. But yeah, there are a lot of people who are inconsiderate. There are, there are. I guess I've just never seen someone like openly admitted in that way. I guess. Well, obviously, like for the there's been a lot of examples of people who are like Andrew Tate is probably one of the biggest ones. But he's never said anything to this extent. He said worse. I, don't, I I never paid. Yeah, attention you don't to him, you don't so. pay. To, I think it's because you're just not on that side of the internet, so you don't yeah. hear about it as much. Yeah, that's that's probably. But it. there's a reason that they have that whole joke that they say like take all the mics away from the men mm. of these podcasts, right? Because a lot of the times when men, for some reason, when men get into a room and start talking about women and marriage and relationships, they start saying things like he did, you know. But that's the thing: when you actually sit down mm-hmm. and watch those types of podcasts and you listen mm-hmm. to these men come together and just like talk for the sake of talking Mm -hmm. and they have no clue what they're talking about but it's just like a testosterone battle yeah it makes you realize like these guys are all talk like they Mm -hmm. don't even know what they're talking about not every single guy of course some Mm -hmm. of them actually have substance that they're sharing yeah but for the I'm, i'm i'm speaking about this particular example of like this that example that we're talking about earlier like Mm -hmm. i just feel like a lot of them just talk for the sake of talking it's not even who they are like they'll be lucky if they even get a girl's attention you know what i mean and they're talking as if they have like Um, bear girls on the side or something oh yeah that's definitely like that whole red pill thing i've been talking about for years now a lot of those men especially the like more high profile guys in the red pill community they've been exposed even though they talk about how they have like the how how to treat women and like uh, how to get women and you know your num get your numbers up and all that stuff they've they've been exposed to like be out there in the streets paying for women to come to come with them and like uh people rejecting them and them getting mad and getting almost physical sometimes and sometimes even getting physical That's crazy. with that person because it it i guess put a scar on their manhood somehow that's crazy yeah so and y'all are out here listening to those type of people mm -hmm. that have to pay for women they can't even get one i'm telling you it's like there's very few of the men online who are talking all this talk that really can back it up Mm. and you know in especially the ones who are can back it up are even i don't know if they're more dangerous because like now they're talking all this stuff and there's people who are still kind of falling for it mm-hmm. but you kind of a lot of them are just cowards you, you don't have yeah. to worry about them too much of yeah. course but the, the thing we do have to worry about is it all comes back to the youth who are listening to them mm-hmm. and they have their ears like they're they're like they don't know any better it's not their teeth their parents are kind of like just trusting them they say oh they're watching because i have a feeling that this is what's happening for the most part the, the parents will see a guy with a beard and a kofia or uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call it? A kalansua and a, a kamis on YouTube with a bunch of like religious books behind them. They'll see someone like that, their kid watching someone like that, but they won't hear it. They won't, they won't sit there to s- watch it with them. They'll be like, oh, they're just watching Muslim content. And then really it turns out to be someone like Mahdi who's spewing a lot of these things that aren't really rooted in Islam, but are more rooted in his opinion. Or may, may, he might be using Islam as, Islam as a guise, but really kind of pushing his opinion in there as well. 
I have to respectfully disagree. Why? I feel like maybe that was like our parents' generation because mm-hmm. they trusted that we would make the right judgment call and mm-hmm. watch, you know, good things on TV or whatever. But I what feel are like, you talking about? I feel like parents of this generation, mm-hmm. like millennials or the Gen Y or whatever they are, the ones yeah. before us, they screen the stuff that their kids watch. Um, maybe if they're like teenagers yeah then they have free reign but if they're a little bit younger I, I, I'm pretty sure they screen what they watch I'm like, sure I'm sure that there are people now like we had no even your brother and stuff like we had people out here who are more aware of these things mm-hmm. but like that's because we grew up mostly in like a very like nurturing household where we kind of were able to be topic people who knew better and we learned from people who knew better but I feel like a, there's still a lot of people out there who are coming from backgrounds where it's a lot of like toxic habits and 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 family dynamics that lead to them not being the best parents or not being able to even maybe they don't even have the time to con- to monitor what their children are watching. You think so? Yeah, like that's a rig- a big reason that we have like incel communities these days. What's that's the best example? Community? These are people who are like basically men who are chronically online to the point that they 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 can't even get women, so they learn to hate women. Oh. Or they they create a community where they essentially hate women and believe that women are like the worst thing in the world <laughs> and it, it led to a lot of to a lot of men committing mass murder yeah a lot of those men that you see who are creating who's doing these shootings are from the incel community yeah and that's because a lot of the times they're online and not being monitored by their parents and the millennials are still are just getting into the whole parenting thing there's still a lot of um not boomers what, what's the what's the gen y the generation above us blend gen, gen, gen y. y a lot of gen y who are in their 40s and there's a gen x huh it's gen x whatever the generation whatever above is, us yeah, is, yeah, yeah. millennials is like a lot of them they still aren't as internet savvy like your your brother's like just below that and also he has us to kind of you know oh. keep him young <laughs> gen y is actually what the correct term for millennials are gen x is the ones that okay gen x yeah. so them like they aren't as internet savvy so i feel like a lot of them and and of course there's also in the muslim community specifically there's a large immigrant population right and because of that in the places that they came from like the how the internet works there compared to here is very different so whenever they just see that they believe that's a positive role model and sure from face value it is and maybe your son or your daughter might emulate how they look Mm. but a lot of the ideas that they hold may be like antithetical to uh what islam is supposed to be teaching or what islam does teach i mean maybe i just i I let's agree to disagree for now okay okay what do y'all think i just feel like okay we're not parents right so we Mm -hmm. can't speak to it but from what i've seen and even if it's people that are actually part of gen x like Mm -hmm. a lot of them monitor what their kids want like i just i can't see you're thinking of good parents they're it's yeah i know yeah i know there are parents who and and just because parents are busy and working and don't have time mm-hmm. for their kids doesn't make them a bad parent it's just the circumstance mm-hmm. so i know those circumstances exist where you know they might not have a mother or a father that's mm-hmm. present with them that can do the screening so yes these things can these things can happen mm-hmm. but 
I just I'm thinking overall generally. But yeah, I, I know there are instances where it happens mm-hmm. where they're going unmonitored and they can watch whatever they want really. Mm-hmm. And these are and this is assuming that the parents do know better. Because there are a lot of examples of parents who don't know any better and actually do hold a lot of these toxic ideas ideas yeah. on how a relationship should look. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah, no, I you totally really need your coffee. This I should have drank coffee. I haven't had coffee all week, so like this why? Because I'm trying to get off caffeine. <laughs> why? Caffeine's good for you, is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why do people do this? Why do people say, "Oh, I need to get off caffeine"? Like it's not. There's nothing wrong with caffeine. I'm just reducing it because I feel like it. Like, as good as it tastes, mm-hmm. I don't want to be so heavily First reliant. off, caffeine does not taste good. Well, the coffee <laughs> that I drink tastes good. Yeah. Not that you I... Know, you know who drinks a lot of caffeine? Who? People who work out. You know, pre-workout's full of caffeine, right? Yeah, but you see, the way you've made it described and the one time you gave me your pre-workout, mm-hmm. I will never buy pre-workout. No, but like, for the most part, the healthiest people you'll know are the people who regularly work out. And a lot of those people who regularly work out take pre-workout do which they has caffeine it? in it they don't they don't rely on it but depending on the sport that you're doing like well if you're just generally working out you could don't really need it but if you're doing like powerlifting or bodybuilding it really does make a significant difference because you're you, dealing with like two or three times the amount of caffeine that's in a regular coffee do you rely on it um if i'm on heavy days definitely you know what you should try what salt and honey no those are electrolytes I don't need so that or that's like a pre-workout, but um, it's easier because you can also add a lot more. You can add like other chemicals inside there, like as beta alanine, which gives you a little bit of like a tingling feeling, but it like wakes you up. Has some other chemicals in there. That doesn't sound healthy. Huh? That doesn't sound healthy. Eh, you know, I haven't died yet, so it's all good. I'm sure it's clinically tested. It's fine. Don't worry about it. People have been doing it for years. It's all good. But yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. You can't hear me, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, can I talk about, so I want to talk yeah. about the, the major issue first, or not issue. This might actually be a positive story. So finally, and, and it, I feel like it was because of a lot of us online constantly exposing what Not Real has been doing to the people of Palestine. Um, you mean Palestine? Huh? Palestine, um, specifically in Gaza. So now South Africa, shout out to South Africa, mm-hmm. y'all hold us back. They they because you know why? Because they know they know <laughs> what it feels like, right? They do know. What so it they feels like. officially charged not real uh, for genocide, mm-hmm. and actually the trial went on a couple of days ago already. So South Africa came with its uh, evidence for genocide while. Uh, not real came out with his defense which was not really a defense L- literally i think even a guy on tiktok noted down all they could say was hummus 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 constantly yeah like to the point where they literally said that south africa just by charging them with genocide is now the legal leg or legal branch of hummus <laughs> i saw that <laughs> and i'm saying hummus because i'm still not trying to get uh, suppressed here flagged yeah you know, I want I want to make sure that everyone who needs to see this is going to see this, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was probably the biggest news. And, you know, it was kind of like the, it's the smallest bit of relief for what's been going on in the past four months now. Yeah. October, November, December, January, almost four months now. Yeah. And I think 92 days or something like that. 
crazy. And you can tell, like, even the people on the ground in Gaza are getting tired and they're exhausted. And, like, they're constantly making posts every every other day of, like, just, like, they're, they're getting mad not only at the people who are suppressing or oppressing them and attacking them, but also to just the world in general. Yeah. Being like, how could you let this happen? Like, we will never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they do have a strong case, South Africa. And a lot of lawyers are saying like, yeah, there's this, this is like an open shut case. They're definitely going to win. Um, of course, not real said that like, even if they are found guilty, like they're not going to stop. This is all quote unquote for self-defense. There's actually the guy who's, who's a spokesman for not real on, he went on like a British show and they're like really like hounding him on this. And he was just gaslighting, gaslighting. And it always came back to homeless, homeless, homeless. Like that's the only thing thing they know the only defense that they have mm-hmm. is hummus and even though even if they do win this i've heard that even if they do win this like when it goes to some like general un thing and they're supposed to stop uh the u.s can still veto it but they're less likely they people are hoping that they're not going to do just because of how it looks the optics mm-hmm. but at this point we kind of know like who their alliance is we they will always know what their alliance is with, but like how far they're willing to go for that alliance. Because the point was like, who's running who at this point, mm. right? And like, is it really that important for you to keep this one location just so you have some sight line on like the rest to keep an eye on the rest of the countries? Like, is it really that important? Does it not make more sense to kind of work, start working with these countries? Right. Of course, you've oppressed them for multiple <laughs> for for decades at this point. Not only I'm not only talking about the people of Philistine, but like the rest of the Middle East, uh, Middle East in general. Like I was thinking about this trying to go on a small tangent i was like i bet you that if we had tiktok and all these other platforms at the time of what was going on in iraq Iraq, like we would probably be shouting just as loud for those people because when you see the numbers and i kind of feel guilty for this because like they were able to kind of numb us to what they were doing there by constantly using the words insurgents insurgents but never really define defining what an insurgent was and later years you find out that those millions of people they killed the quote-unquote insurgents were civilians for the most part because they they clearly they intentionally muddied the water on who they considered to be an insurgent versus a civilian mm. yeah there was this whole there that trial was going on um they there's no result just yet from when we're recording this but you know there's a very high chance that there's gonna they're gonna be found guilty for genocide. Yeah. And I'm really interested in seeing what happens next. We'll see. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say I have my hopes up mm-hmm. because I don't know how they're gonna hold the wrongdoers accountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're using every other word, but they're actual Well, like this know. is just to confirm that what they're doing or to you yeah, need, confirm that to what they're to, doing is genocide. You need to take it to court to confirm that it's genocide when we can see yeah, all their plain eyes. Yeah, because once once it's confirmed that they are committing a genocide, then they would have to halt any actions that they are currently taking um, towards the people of Gaza, and like there would be some type of other thing that they ha- I don't know what they have to do next. I don't know what the next step is. There's people who are smarter than us that know that. Yeah, but it, at least if it means that they're gonna take the foot off of the people of Gaza, mm. I'm all for it. 
And it's ironic because they're talking about how they're doing this because, you know, they're trying to save the hostages. I don't know how many hostages are left. Like at this point, I, those hostages, I don't whatever the 50 that are left, like you, you've, you've already destroyed all the infrastructure around them, right? So you're just putting your own hostages or your own people in danger. And also it goes back to that whole like human shield argument mm-hmm. because if you think about it like what would you call it if a country uh took over a land and they occupied a land mm-hmm. and instead of putting and then they built a border around these people essentially creating like a prison and then put civilians on those borders instead of like putting military bases or like you know the things that most countries would do to protect a border they put civilians there what would you call those civilians you'd call them human shields so who's putting human shields here, really? It's like, it's okay. Not, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and the whole argument of human shields is also a fallacy because you're destroying mosques, you're destroying churches, you're destroying synagogues, apparently. You're destroying, I think the number was like 100,000 plus buildings. And they're like, if no country in the world has, even America doesn't have 100,000 plus buildings dedicated to their defense or to their military mm-hmm. so you're saying that homeless has like this much resources first off yeah they're in a, under a blockade for the past 15 years right how much resources would they have to begin with and then you're saying were that, they saying that those are homeless resources or that they were hiding there they were hiding there or like mm. this is they're using them as bases mm. and then of course it came out later that al-shifa hospital was not even there's no evidence of there being a base there or yeah, like they, they were saying, this is one of their major bases. They searched that place up and down, found nothing. They had that whole video we already debunked that where they said they found guns and weapons behind like a CT uh, machine. What do you call this? Is it a CT machine? CT scanner. CT scanner. And it found, they found out that that was just planted by the soldiers there. So, um, yeah, it's very... We can point out all the evidence, but, you know, South Africa thankfully has done that for us. Yeah. And it's a people and inshallah you know something positive comes out of this i feel like there are like the ones not that you would least expect but mm-hmm. i feel like we've been surprised in the last few weeks to see like who has been standing up for are you surprised uh, that south africa would be standing not, up for us not for them but i was trying to segue into <laughs> oh, okay go ahead sorry i cut you off there <laughs> thanks amir my bad <laughs> No, I was, just, I was just trying to like loop it into, you mm-hmm. know, I think we've spoken about this, how mm-hmm. Yemen basically has been trying to like reroute all of the ships that are going from. Well, they're not trying to reroute. Well, them. They are. They are successfully. They're, they're forcing them to reroute by yeah. taking over only ships destined for it. Not real. Yeah. So like they were, well, the Houthis specifically, who hopefully you can explain who the houthis are mm-hmm. Let me pull they have been blocking because there's a there's a canal or route that a lot of ships take to go through to europe and those ones they've been laying through the ones that are going to europe and other places that use that canal instead of having to go all the way around africa just to get to europe right and but if it was destined or their last destination was supposed to be not real then they would stop it and they would take it over without casualties just to count just to note that they, they would not kill anybody they would just take over the ship <laughs> and i'm sure like some of you guys have seen some of the footage did you see mm-hmm. no um, i didn't see i didn't even see the footage there okay i think it was i'll, I'll find it mm-hmm. and i'll send it to you so we can put it up here but 
basically, to give you guys the rundown of what's happening, and I have my notes here. Mm-hmm. For those of you that think that we wing every single podcast, we don't. We do our research sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so basically what's happening is, um, as of recently, the U.S. and the U.K. are launching airstrikes in, oops, onto the Houthi sites in Yemen. Mm-hmm. And so Amir just kind of explained who the Houthi, or no, you didn't explain no, who didn't. they were. But basically they are a um, like a militia group they are named after their founder. His name is Hussein Badruddin Al Houthi, mm-hmm. and they represent like a branch of the Shias called Zaydis. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, they have about twenty thousand fighters, roughly. Yeah, and they run the west side of the country of Yemen, um, and so they're in charge of the Red Sea coastline, which is why they're able to control who can and cannot pass mm-hmm. through the coast. Now, why are the U.S. and the U.K launching the airstrikes it's because um it's in response to what the houthis are doing to the cargo ships or or ships that are bringing in whatever materials that are linked to not real mm-hmm. hope y'all are catching on by now okay and so the u.s and the uk are basically um attacking the houthis in yemen because the houthis have basically been forcing these ships they they've attacked they've actually attacked a couple ships or they've seized them i think is the mm-hmm. word um and so in response to that other ships and other companies that are trying to bring their boats around mm-hmm. have now tr- basically been forced to reroute through south africa so instead of going through this way they they got to go mm-hmm. all the way around like that and so um because so back in november the houthis actually seized a ship that was carrying cars that was actually linked to uh an Israeli businessman. Hey, 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 Sorry. we don't use that word. And what am I supposed to call him? Not really. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, so because the the crew on the ship was abducted, uh, many of the shipping companies, like I said, they decided to go through South Africa like that way. Mm-hmm. And so the U.S. government retaliated. They killed about ten militants. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as of January 9th, I believe the U S and the British warships, uh, they shot down 21 drones from the Houthis Mm -hmm. and the missiles. Um, and now, now they're basically threatening more retaliation. Essentially a war. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. basically threatening a war and you would think that, and, and side note, the Houthis are actually backed by the Iranian government. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in in response to the Saudi government not really doing much. So, yeah. you know, I'm not going to speak on the Saudi government too much mm-hmm. here, but <laughs> just, just saying mm-hmm. these are the facts. So now you guys know why this is happening. Mm-hmm. My favorite things that I saw recently, mm. first off is that I believe the U.S. asked Djibouti to <laughs> be able to use their like coastline to like sh- send rockets over to Yemen. They're getting desperate now, huh? And Djibouti's like, nah we're good (laughs) and they're like no you're not allowed to use our place and then also in yemen they had another protest shout out to all the yemen people five i think they said five million people showed up did you not see the video was it five million i believe they said five million i saw the footage yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised like yo if two million people came out in toronto for our our championship winners like drive through thing um, they can get five million people like that Uh, especially for this cause but there was like five million people and they were chanting like, we don't care. We don't care. Because essentially they're telling the government, like, even if you threaten us, mm-hmm. we don't care. This We're doing this for, we're, we're supporting these uh, mil- these militia groups for the 
Palestinian people, right? I, and I, I'm sure that, like, I don't know about the past of the Houthis. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people in that group who might not even agree mm. with the underlying goals of the Houthis. But with this, they can find They're some unification. United. They're united exactly. in this, right? Yeah. So that was, like, a really kind of, like, after seeing all of the, like, destruction and despair, like, this is at least some positive coming from this situation that we can kind of point to. But Outside of the also what's happening with the genocide um, case. But if the Houthis don't back down and mm-hmm. the U.S. slash U.K. government don't back down, mm-hmm. we may be potentially looking at another world war. But the, th- the thing also is that, like, first off, they're both hypocrites, like the U.K. and the American the prime minister of the uk and the american governors be, uh, president because um they both have a history of saying like we would never start like some type of attack or like we would never send warships or, or something to attack another country without the approval of our congress or congressional approval mm-hmm. yet and i believe you know, Biden himself actually tweeted that when uh, I think Trump did it at one point. I can't remember exactly for why, mm-hmm. but he tweeted that, say like, I w- it it would be a shame for a president to like make any type of military, um, take any military action without the approval of Congress. And that's what he did with this case in Yemen. He didn't get any approval to do this. He just did it. Mm-hmm. Even though like the r- retaliation could lead to another world war yeah so they're they're hypocrites for that alone but it shows you that like you know you can threaten a population as much as you want but if you have unwavering faith (laughs) no amount of pressure can back make you back down (laughs) (laughs) flashback if I'm trying to think of how to if say it. If they have unwavering faith, no amount of threats will shake them. Exactly. Exactly. I got you. Yeah. Sorry. I got you. <laughs> let me. Let me. I'm gonna cut that all out. So say like I said it. And uh, you know, like, uh, I feel like end of flashback. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason like she's laughing. You need to keep that as a blooper, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> the way he struggled so bad. <laughs> I okay, but I was tired. trying to make a strong point here, okay? <laughs> and I got you. I just summarized it for yeah. you. I was trying to help you. Yeah, but I'm Sada cutting with, that all out. Sada with the assist. No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I came up with Sada myself. With the, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was definitely a pause. And I, honestly, that was like a... Seeing their, their strength. Mm. And like this is also like a Muslim thing. I feel like a lot of this, the thing that connects all of those people, the people of Yemen... And and Gaza and Gaza, like all is is the, is Islam, right? Uh, and sure. I feel like that's why they're so unwavering in their support. So but it's that sad. should be what it's sad to see all of the other Muslim leaders just turn a blind eye. I don't even know if I would call them Muslim leaders at this point. Like, of course, they say they're Muslim by name, but I know it's a controversial thing to say. I'm not saying that they're not Muslim, but I don't know if I would call them. I wouldn't call them Muslim leaders. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not representative, just like Mahdi. They're not representative mm-hmm. of Muslims and of Islam, because Islam mean. teaches us how to deal with these issues, and they are not doing anything in 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 any way that that, that should be done. Do you think, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. if a world war was to break out, do you think that at that point mm-hmm. the Muslim nations would band as one? 
Um, uh, no, I feel like they're too they're too much cowards. Like a lot of the people who are running a lot of these countries are cowards in my eyes. So mm. um, it's crazy because honestly, Saudi has so much wealth. Isn't isn't Saudi the one who's been attacking Yemen for the past few years? Yeah, low key they have been. <laughs> so or no, sorry, it's been Libya. Have they been attacking was Libya? Oh I'm God. pretty sure they were also oh, attacking it was Yemen. Sorry, Yemen, because that's why yeah. Iran is backing them up because they're against Saudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So politics, exactly, man. It's it's that's I think that's what they mean. That's what the West is hoping, right? That these countries will fight each other. So they can steal the resources from behind the door, like take it not, from the back door. What? Not to sound like those Islamic preachers, but mm-hmm. like this is what the enemies of Islam want. Mm-hmm. They want to cause fitna and mm-hmm. fighting amongst the Muslim nations because when you are divided and mm-hmm. you're fighting, there's no unity. Yeah. That's when it's easy for them to attack. Yeah. And I feel like they this has been kind of like something has been building up. Yeah. Like this influence in the Muslim community has been building up like even in the background, like from smaller ways of coming through and dividing the Ummah, even like big things, but also smaller things to create division so that when it came to unite, that there would be all of this infighting. I don't know about you, but my timeline, I haven't seen been seeing that much about like the attacks and the bombings going on in Gaza for now, for now, like, of course I want, I follow Mu'taz and Bisan Mm-hmm. but um i feel like i'm not seeing it as much maybe because i honestly i feel like it's because like at this point northern part of gaza is like completely just destroyed yeah almost no people are left there and everybody has kind of been shifted down to rafa mm-hmm. which is literally like a small plat- patch of land like almost a desert at this point yeah i haven't seen I'm not going to lie to you. I took a little bit of a break of just consuming the content mm-hmm. a little bit. I needed to. Um, but I know that Mu'taz is still kind of posting on his story mm-hmm. because every few days I'll see people posting like, oh, my God, if you see his story, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And I get scared to even watch because I'm like, I, I oh, know you know what? I'm lying. I did see some stuff yeah. like there was that one video that really blew up and it got a, a lot of people banned from Instagram or like their stories banned or for banned from posting. I know it got him banned a little bit, but like there was a kid with like no emotion on his face. He was wearing gloves and he was like picking up parts. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So that one was like a very, it shows you just how desensitized even the people are now to the point where the kid is picking up parts off the floor. Uh, Yeah. I don't want to say exactly. Sorry. You know, I'm trying, I'm not trying to ruin your lunch here, but yeah. So that was, uh, definitely like it, the reality situation but it's a sad reality and i know we've kind of used to it at this point but you feel like it can't get worse and you see things like that it's like this is the worst and then you think about it this way like if these innocent people aren't obliterated Mm -hmm. if they're not like violently obliterated Mm -hmm. and they have to live through this it's almost worse than being killed because Mm -hmm. if you think about the effects that it has on children Mm mm-hmm where to the point where they're saying, if we're alive tomorrow, yeah, they can't even they can't even picture tomorrow because they don't even know if they're mm-hmm. gonna be living or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I'm I'm trying to think of like the mental impacts that it has on them. I don't think they will ever be normal. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah, I feel like a lot of them. This is like the most side of me. I feel like a lot of them are being supported by like 
a law in that it's kind of there because a normal person, especially from the West, I don't know, it's because mm-hmm. we're a little weaker minded, but like, even from seeing a, a, a minute like part of what they saw, a small part of what they saw, you'd go mad, you'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. But they're seeing it every day like it's normal now. So I feel like there's there's he's protecting them in a way. So I'm I'm that's that's the hopeful part of me. I I hope that after all of this, their minds are protected, inshallah. and and inshallah they can rebuild yeah. from all of this in a free Palestine or free Palestine. Inshallah. inshallah. I, I hope that's the case. It's mm-hmm. just it's sad when we see it. And you're right. We are very 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 like weak in comparison to them. Mm-hmm. We. Everyone that's in the West, you know what I mean? No matter if you're the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, like we're in such a state of privilege Mm -hmm. that we don't even recognize. Like imagine if North America was considered a a war-torn country Mm -hmm. and we lived like they lived. We'd lose our minds. Mm -hmm. And if, if an airstrike didn't kill us, we'd probably unalive ourselves. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, and I feel like that idea or like them installing that idea in our mind like, oh, like um, if we didn't do all of this, you would be living just like them. I feel like that also kind of uh, makes people more willing to look the other way when their country is doing all these things around the world. They're like, you know, as long as they're doing it for us to keep this way of life, they're willing to look the other way. Who says and, that? Huh? Who no, says like it's like a subconscious thing. Mm. Like you're if you, if you feel like you can continue living these comforts, but you know your country will have to commit a couple of genocides every uh, every couple of decades. Like that might in some people's eyes subconsciously they're like, okay, that's a that's a good that's an okay price to pay. Of course, we're not doing it consciously. You're not. No, I know. I know. But like, if you were to sit down and like actually see what your country is doing, uh, to be able to you know essentially steal these resources so you can live the way that you live then you wouldn't feel you would feel guilty for living in this land right so your most mm-hmm. people are kind of like more willing to just look the other way or at least blind themselves or stay ignorant to the situation yeah so they, they don't have they don't have to feel that guilt constantly and i feel like because we come from they what they consider third world countries and we're also part of a muslim community which um is constantly the ones being attacked or the ones being made to look out like the enemy mm-hmm. we're more aware of this so that's why we do a lot of times you hear about people feeling guilt out here for living in this land and benefiting from essentially them going out and stealing the resources from your own people mm-hmm. so um yes yeah, easier just to look the other way for a lot of people like like what's happening in the congo we knew for many years, I've known for many years that the Congo has been um, stripped of its resources, especially when it came to making electronics. Yeah. But a lot of people, it was easier for them to look the other way and be able to continue using their iPhones and their and their Androids and their computers and their laptops and their cameras, knowing that a lot of this stuff that are the components are, u- are using the resources that they're stealing from that land because it allows you to... Con- continue living the life you have and keeping those prices at the level that they currently are even though they're they seem like they're going crazy like they could be a lot higher if they did it more they could be higher than they already are definitely <laughs> i mean they, they probably well can. if these companies well because of capitalism if they wanted to keep their margins the mm-hmm. same 
it would definitely the cost for them they would never want to take on the cost themselves because oh you know god forbid they have to <laughs> make less money that year yeah. less bill maybe they make two billion instead of ten billion or five billion right right so they would usually just pass on that cost to the consumer like what we saw recently with this is like a more of a local case maybe i think it even happened in america where a lot of grocery chains their prices were going up and they were saying oh it's because you know the supply chain and all these things and then at the end of the year we find out that they're making uh record breaking sales Mm -hmm. and numbers and Mm -hmm. and revenue so there was no um issue with supply chain or getting the resources it was all just an excuse for them to make more money and the government of course in maybe even america and all the places the world are just turning blind eye to that and actually Mm -hmm. on that note what to take it even more local what i don't know if you heard this but did you hear that the government is considering universal based income like they're actually the federal government is like really considering it now the federal government yeah Mm -hmm. so instead of fixing their extremely high taxation issues yeah (laughs) they're like let's just give everybody two thousand dollars a month so they're going to give people canadians twenty four thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. and that is supposed to and it's not supposed to replace uh minimum wage yeah it's supposed to be like a supplemental benefit Mm -hmm. to basically help things be like help help you have a more like uh you can actually have a livable income. But I feel like they always kind of like tout that out. No, it's like... Is there, is there going to be like some type of vote? Yeah, I believe so. Is there going to so. be a vote soon? I believe so, yeah. That's why. They're going to do that. They, they, they just do that on purpose. They come out saying, oh, we're going to give you guys money every month. And then they get all the people to come out and vote for them. And they're like, yeah, we can't no, get it passed. not that kind of vote. What? what? You mean like a vote, like an election? Yeah, like an election. No, they're... Um, I think they I believe they're going to talk about it and wherever they talk about it in the government uh-huh. <laughs> house of commons house of commons yeah <laughs> is that real what yeah i, know, I thought it was <laughs> what i'm having an airhead moment right now honestly it shows you even i think they purposely do that where they don't really explain even though i think we had like a class called like civil what was that class civics called again? and civics careers uh, weren't we supposed to learn about all this stuff in that class or was it history i can't remember i don't know yeah <laughs> But I they think they purposely like don't really explain the government. Explain how the government works. Maybe we're supposed did, to learn this ourselves, but just didn't pay attention. Yeah, you know what? They should have explained a lot so to people, like what credit is and how yeah. to be financially literate and all that stuff. But you know, I feel like a lot of times they don't do that on purpose. But it's it's crazy because I wa- yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it's better to keep the masses ignorant because yeah. they won't question things. Like recently. Uh-huh. Even in our own neighborhood, we had like a uh, vote for the counselor, like a uh, city counselor. Yeah. Or the counselor council for our ward. Mm. And like, I think the turnout was like 20%, something like that. No it way. It was small. Did you go? People, yeah, I went. But you like, went? people don't care. Yeah. Would Aww. you see? You don't go, right? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> but that's the thing. These are the people who are making choices for us. These are the people that you are. are like if you want if you want someone in there who's going to be speaking for your rights they're and not what and they're not they're all puppets at the end of the day it's but these just, are these are indiv- the thing is is that like sure you can keep saying that but that's just because nobody cares but once you start caring and start paying attention then they have to start actually caring themselves 
it's just hard. I know it's hard to get a lot of people to do that at once, but I feel like it's just something you kind of build up over time. It's also because I think a lot of Canadians are uh, ignorant to the politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think they need to, and I don't like to use the term dumb it down, but they need to simplify the actual explanation. The government. or Why would the government run- do Sorry, that not if the they already have power? I mean, I, what I mean is like making politics accessible for the average Canadian is what I'm trying to say. You know, making mm-hmm. it easily understandable. Plus, we have a lot of newcomers in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have the right to vote. I think so. I'm not even sure. Well, Maybe they need yeah, PR. Yeah, they have to become citizens first, so newcomers wouldn't be able to vote. Okay, so them aside. But, mm-hmm. like, the Canadians that are able to vote, mm-hmm. I think not everyone actually has the knowledge behind, like, what am I voting for? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And And maybe that has to do with just, like, we've talked about Canadian broadcasting before mm-hmm. and how the channels aren't, like... They're not popping like ABC is, for example, or CNN. Mm-hmm. But even those channels are very biased in America. They are. For one party or the other. They are. But mm-hmm. I think I think if they made the politics more accessible and actually put it out there, and, and some can argue that it already is out there, but mm-hmm. digestible for the average Canadian. Yeah, but what's the incentive for the government to do that? Like, if they want to continue having the power and people not asking as much questions... Mm it benefits them to have a less informed population. Yeah, I understand that too. I think we've spoken about this before, but it will require like an individual, it, it, like a movement of this of the people. Like you can't really rely on the government to do that for us wasn't because that who, uh, they're benefiting from it, from us being that, ignorant to it. Wasn't that like what that one guy was standing for? Was his name Chris Fade? Or something who? like that? Is his name Chris Fade? I have no idea who you're talking about. He was like running or he wanted to run. Hold on. Let me search. Him Chris up. Fade. No, wait. Chris Fade is. <laughs> Chris Fade is from. <laughs> Who is that? Why are you dying? Because he's from Dubai. Blink. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I remembered his name. The guy's name is definitely Chris, though. It's Chris something. Oh, the guy. Um... He was on Six Buzz a lot. No, he was crazy, man. No, no, no. But what was, was his name? That was guy like it was like a huge like anti-government, crazy. anti-vax, anti-everything, basically. But he was he was a guy for the people. Okay. Yeah, but not for us. <laughs> <laughs> was he? For when you say people, like I don't know if he was thinking about us when he mentioned that. Who was he thinking about? I don't know. I don't want to make any judgments oh, okay. exactly, but I I just just you know from his manners, from from how he spoke, and like you know. When I saw him and stuff, it didn't seem like he was going to. Didn't he go us. to your gym? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I tra- never got approached. Okay, he approached all the other oh. non-melanated people. The <laughs> yeah, Chris Sky. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, but he kind of enough. Off the pl- he he fell off the face of the map, and he got like zero. Pr- I don't know. I don't even think he had a percentage of the vote. Okay, but someone like Sara Jama, mm-hmm. who was part of the NDP party and then was yeah. dropped because of, you know, what she stood for, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Insane, I tell you. But, like, she, I feel like, is a woman of the people. Yeah, Maybe. I can see that. But usually if you're, if you're actually, if you actually want to make a change for the people, a lot of the times, like, you kind of just, you're, you're censured, essentially. You're just, like, pushed off to the side. It's like, mm. you're not sticking with the status quo, so we're just going to put you in this corner, or they'll find a way, like Sarajama's case, to kick you out. Like, I'm sure they probably already wanted to find a reason to kick her out, and that was one right there. Even yes. though they later came out saying that they were in support of a 
humanitarian ceasefire or something like whatever caveat they had for what type of ceasefire they wanted. And same thing for the the genocide is going on. They won't call it a genocide, but they'll say, oh, you should stop the killing. It's like, okay, call it what it is. So last week's episode, we were talking about the episode is episode 120. Her dad's arranging her marriage, question mark. Mm -hmm. And so you guys did not hold back. You really decided to share some of your um, thoughts. A lot of you had really sweet messages, by the way. So thank you mm-hmm. to everyone who has been messaging me. <laughs> I really appreciate the kind words. It's very sweet of you. Okay. Um, here's one. So this is from Lily and Rose 3092. She says, mm-hmm. if a man can't provide, he shouldn't be looking for marriage. Sada is right. That's exactly why I picked this comment, by the way. <laughs> And I have an I have an opposite comment to that we can we can bring out here. She said, Sada is right. The uh bills is the man's responsibility. Once a woman helps out, the more that the man starts to take advantage of her. This is what she's saying. Uh, a woman shouldn't have the pressure of having a job or to pay half the bills. When we know deep down the house the household and cooking duties will always be a woman's role. I don't know if I agree with that, but yes. Okay. The perception, yes. Okay. So you so why, with you didn't watch it, you didn't read the whole thing. Like, okay. So why does she have to do everything? Of course, if you expect to live a more luxurious lifestyle and your husband's earnings isn't are isn't sufficient and which you don't mind I chipping said, in, which is what that's I said it to the woman. Yeah, which is what I said. Is that all right? That's not what you said. Huh? I okay, I said that like, okay, if if you want me to provide everything, mm-hmm. it's gonna require us to maybe live in a smaller space. But I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you want a more luxuri- luxurious life mm-hmm. with a few more, you know, maybe a two bedroom or something, <laughs> <laughs> then it will require some help from you. A two bedroom <laughs> luxurious? Yo, in Toronto, it's expensive out here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that require And like, uh, did she allow us to, uh, there's another person who had like a, uh, like an opposite note to this. No, but- in, in our Instagram DMs. Oh. oh, you can read yeah, that. Can yeah, I read yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. I told her that we were going to read it. Okay. So can I read, should I keep out the names then? Up to you. You I'll can see. give her a shout out. Okay. So we got, we got a Instagram DM from friend of the show, Iman. <laughs> shout out to Iman. And she basically said, okay, so this is, you know, she had the greetings and everything at the beginning. She said, love the episode. And she said, my advice to you both is to stay open-minded about who covers what expenses and continue to have conversations about it as you get serious with someone. Life will take you in so many unexpected directions and flexibility is key. Obviously, don't settle for someone not serious about finances, but yeah, stay open-minded. My husband and I got married young and broke. Ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) I worked and covered a lot in the beginning and as he finished school, I also got, uh, and at, no, sorry. I worked and covered a lot in the beginning as he finished school, but I also got to have three kids and haven't worked in 12 years. So alhamdulillah, things can work out in many different ways. May Allah bless you, bless you both good, with a good partnership Ameen. and understanding between you and your future spouses. Amin. Amin. So, you know, sometimes, it, like we said, you know, you can grow together as... And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think, I think it's, it's the, like, it's all circumstantial, right? Mm -hmm. For, 
her case, she got married when she was younger. Yeah. Like they were both young, mm -hmm. meaning her husband was still in school at the time. Yeah. So in their circumstance, she had to work to support them. Mm -hmm. Once he was able to get to a place where he could, he could support the family, mm -hmm. she didn't have to work. What I was saying was that, because I'm thinking about it from my perspective, mm -hmm. I'm 31. So if I meet a man who's 31 or older or, or younger, whatever, if I meet a man and he tells me, I don't, I don't have enough money to support you, so you're going to have to work and pitch in. Mm -hmm. Would I want to marry him? Yeah, but like if he said that, that's the thing. Like, if I'm, if someone just says that straight up, yeah. and doesn't give like any caveat to that, or say like, "Oh, it's because I'm going to school, or because I'm working on a business, or I have this venture, this thing coming up, or I'm expected to, you know, he's trying to grow something," mm -hmm. then you'd be like, you'd be probably more understanding. But if you just said that straight up and be like, "Okay, that's <laughs> it," yeah, I would be complete. I would completely understand if why if you would just be like, "Okay, then it's not going to work out." Yeah, and it's not because I'm saying I don't have my own money mm -hmm. and. And that I'm not willing to pitch in. Of course I am. Mm -hmm. I just think that like, why are you getting married if you're not financially able to? Mm -hmm. Isn't one of the isn't one of the requirements like? But there's a case here where they weren't financially ready to, but they still got married because maybe you're already like in this whole relationship and you wanted to make the relationship halal. Yeah. Like you knew that you guys wanted to be together, mm -hmm. and maybe you weren't ready financially yet, mm -hmm. but at least you wanted to make the relationship halal. So then you can like, you know, get to know each other a lot better and then start building together. Yeah, I think that works when you're younger. But when you're mm -hmm. at an age where you Sure, kind of yeah. If you're in our age, then maybe that might be a little harder to believe or expect. But I feel like a lot of the, especially with our audience, a lot of people are a little bit younger. Yeah, if you're younger, like definitely, you know, and you're like in your early 20s or even like late teens or I don't know how young you guys are. Mm -hmm. But like if you're younger where you have time to actually start building on your career, I think be realistic with your expectations. Mm -hmm. I'm just adjusting my expectations to where I'm at in life. Right. Like mm -hmm. if I'm at a certain place in life mm -hmm. and I'm trying to find my life partner, like I would want them to be in a similar position to me mm -hmm. or better because that way we can continue to build. I'm not saying like, yeah. well, I'm just going to hop on the ship and you got everything and you're, you're good. I'll yeah. just sit back and watch. Mm -hmm. Like if my help is required, of course I'll help out. I'm just saying like, don't expect me to be the sole breadwinner. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be the one that's holding it down forever and ever. If I need to do it temporarily because yeah. of X, Y, Z situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll talk it out. But to just expect it from mm -hmm. the jump is kind of, I, I, for me, it's not for me. Yeah, definitely. And it but that's always on like an individual basis, right? Like someone be like, "Yeah, you know what? I do want to they maybe be like a very they 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 feel like uh maybe the way they show their love is by supporting. It is coming from like the women's end. Like so the woman like, supporting the yeah, man. Yeah, like not no, not exactly 100% supporting, but like being like I want to pitch in like they're adamant that they want to pitch. And that's in, fine. Right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong mm -hmm. with that. It was just it was just a matter of cuz I think when we spoke about it it was mm -hmm. I think you were asking like we were we were ta asking if it should be 50/50. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like not forever. Oh yeah. You know? Obviously if you're building towards something but and that's you as an individual. No, I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Um yeah, maybe in the Muslim community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But know. you know what? To it's always them. between you and your partner. Exactly. You guys talk about this. Make sure you communicate what you expect and what you're expecting from your partner. And inshallah, it'll all work out.
Oh, and ba- also shout out to the one listener in Omaha. Let me pull <laughs> yeah. up your name here. Shout out to East J. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said Omaha last week. Like I wasn't expecting someone to be from there, and apparently we have a listener from Omaha. So shout out to you. But yeah, uh, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to if you're listening to something like whatever podcast platform like Spotify or whatever. S- subscribe on there too. I, I feel like it would help. Um, but if you've done all that already, thank you for listening again. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.